All right, everybody, welcome back to week six of our Lewisport Baptist Church 2024 Bible Reading Plan podcast. This is Pastor Jonathan White. Uh, And today in week six, we're beginning a new three-week section looking at God's covenant promises to Abraham. Uh, We'll be looking at so many just really just foundational uh, passages that help us understand really the, the... uh, the narrative of scripture, right? And really, we've talked a little bit about how in Genesis 1 through 11 is almost its own like unit of Genesis that gives you the the story of God's creation from creation up until now where we're at in Genesis 12, where we'll be looking at today when God begins to call Abraham uh, and makes covenant with his special people. Uh, and 1 through 11 really is, is this own little thing. And now we're beginning this, this new look at Genesis 12, which really is the jumping off point for the rest of the story of Scripture. Right, Everything from Genesis 1 through 11 is just about God and creation. But now from Genesis 12 forward, uh, it's really about God's relationship to his people. Uh, and this is where we see that relationship begin. And it's, it's almost like you think of it this way, like, you know, when you're building a house, you know, if you're building on a crawl space, you've got this space that's underneath the house. And then you've got like the joists that 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 set the base for the rooms above them. You got the subfloor, then you've got the floor, and then you build up from there, right? So really Genesis 1 through 11 is almost the joists that like anchor everything, make sure things are level and frame it up. The Genesis 12 is like the subfloor, right? We're, we're, we're making sure everything is square from the beginning, from the joists. Now then we need to begin to build the room out on top of it. That's almost how this chapter functions, right? It's like the this subfloor, right? The jumping off point for uh, the rest of the narrative of God's covenant relationship with his people. And that covenant begins really here again in Genesis 12 with the person of Abram. And I think it is it is significant for us to recognize that in Genesis 12, it's Abram. It's not Abraham until later in chapter 17, right? His name has not been changed yet. We'll get to that. We'll see, you know, the significance of a name change and all that later on. But right now, this is just Abram. Abram was uh, from this area called Ur of the Chaldeans, uh, which is really one of the most godless places we see in all of Scripture, right? You, you, if you follow Genesis 1 through 11, you see the quick sinful decline of humanity. And this place where Abram was coming from, uh, it's, it's said that they had over 4,000 different gods that they worshipped. So Abram comes from a people of idol worshipers. He comes from a people of uh, uh, that were given over to false gods, not someone who was seeking after the one true God, not someone who honored the one true God with his life, but someone who was totally given over to idolatry and, and false living, right? And he was 75 years old when he was called. I think that's that's significant, right? This is not a young guy that's like just setting out trying to figure his life out. This is a man that's coming near the end of his life, right? He's he's on uh, he's on the back nine, so to speak, in golf terms, right? He's looking, uh, he's coming down the home stretch, right? He's he's nearing the end of things, but it's so unique how how God just very intentionally structures His Word through Moses in these first several chapters of Genesis, right? And and Genesis chapters one through eleven, we see five different times uh, the word curse being mentioned, right? Whether it's uh, God cursing his creation through the fall of Adam and Eve or the curse that happens in the flood or, or the Tower of Babel and all those things. We see, the, we see the word curse mentioned five times. Well, here, just in the first three verses of Genesis chapter 12, right? And remember, we're thinking of this as a jumping off point for the rest of the story. 
we see the word bless mentioned five times, right? Look at these verses and just how beautiful the, the call here is of Abram. Starting in verse 1, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you, make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So what we're seeing here in Genesis 12, when God makes this covenant relationship with Abram, of which he will grow out the nation of his people, the nation of Israel, and ultimately extend that all the way to the Gentiles, right? All of God's people today can trace their heritage back to this one moment. What God is doing in this moment is he's beginning to unwind that curse, right? He's reversing that curse that he has levied against Adam and Eve for their disobedience, for their sinfulness. That curse is beginning to be unwound. And it is through this this people, through this this nation, that God is, is promising to Abraham, that he is covenanting with Abraham to produce. It is through this nation that one will come who will be the promised seed to Adam and Eve, who will crush the head of the serpent, who will have victory over sin and death once and for all. And there's so much that we can take away from God calling Abraham here. Again, he's He's 75 years old. He spent a lifetime worshiping these idols. And I think so often you hear people think that they're too far gone to for God to work with or that they're too far from God for him to save, right? There's nobody that could have been further from God or in a more desperate situation than Abraham was, right? Like he was an idol worshiper for 75 years. Like if this doesn't tell us that our background or how long we've been away from God if this one tells us that doesn't matter, like, I don't know what else can, right? Like, we should be encouraged by the fact that, that God chose Abram out of this sinful life to make these promises to, to make this covenant with, right? It didn't matter who Abram was. It didn't matter how sinful he was. God chose him. God made these promises and tells him that he will give Abram a great name. He will make his name great. And what's so cool about that is he wasn't making Abram's name great just for him, right? It doesn't end with him, just in the time that he was alive, like we sing today, Father Abraham had many sons, and we count ourselves among those sons and daughters of Abram under the covenant promise of God. That's one of those songs that we teach our children even from a young age, right? That's currently what what we sing to Nathan when we're brushing his teeth at night, right? It gets him focused, and really what we're hoping is it's teaching this truth. He doesn't know who Abraham is. He doesn't understand what that means, but like one day he'll understand that like God, the creator of the universe, like desired a people for himself, right? And he began that relationship by making a covenant with this man named Abram, who would later be called Abraham, uh, so that God might build for himself a people. And again, this is not just for Abram. It wasn't just for his family. It wasn't just for the nation of Israel. Ultimately, it points towards all of those who would call upon the name of Jesus Christ, right? This is looking towards the Gentiles. It's looking towards all people of all nations, every tribe and every tongue that we see later in Revelation, right? When we look to that final day in the new heaven and the new earth, right? Where people from every nation will be bowed down before the throne of God together, worshiping and praising him. And this all came through the faith that Abram had in this moment to trust in this God, to trust in the one who had spoken to him and to follow him in obedience. Even though he didn't know the place he was going, he didn't know what the future held for him. Abram trusted God, and Hebrews tells us it was credited to him as righteousness. Let us seek out that righteousness that we can only receive from the person of Jesus Christ this week. We can only uh, be called righteous through our faith 
in his promises. And we live according to his word. We receive the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ and have it uh, grow in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. What a beautiful thing that is. I hope you enjoy our time looking at Abram over these next few weeks, and I hope it's a blessing to you. Uh, And until next time, we'll look forward to talking to you then. God bless.